I want to welcome you to Living Life. Wow, we've had a wonderful opportunity to be looking at this great chapter in the Gospel according to John. It's John chapter 6. So we've had Jesus doing this feeding 5,000 miracle, and then we have Jesus walking on water miracle. I mean, he is Lord over all creation. And now the disciples are on the other side of the sea as well as Jesus and the crowd is wanting to find him. In fact, we're told that they're in search of Jesus. I mean, that is a good thing for us to do is to seek after the Lord. And you know, we really do so because we can be lost. We can be lost people and lost does not mean worthless. No, we have great worth. In fact, we're worth so much that Jesus would come in the flesh and to seek and to save that which is lost. And so Jesus is not a fool to go to the cross and do what was necessary so that we could have salvation, that we could be reconciled to God the Father and have a relationship with him. Well, as we approach now this passage of Scripture, we're going to see the crowd in search of Jesus, and let's really pay attention to what comes about from this encounter with the Lord. So may God give us ears to hear the Scripture as it's read to us at this time. John chapter 6, verses 22 through 29. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the opposite shore of the lake realized that only one boat had been there, and that Jesus had not entered it with his disciples, but that they had gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. Once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, What must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So here the crowd is looking for Jesus. I love the way that it's described in verse 24. 
It says, once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boat and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. Now, there's a little miracle going on here because they, the disciples had taken the one boat that was there. But then all of a sudden, some boats arrive, and just in time for when these people want to go in search of Jesus. And isn't that how life sometimes works? These little miracles that can move us to want to look for Jesus and to really draw close to him. I know that as a pastor, I hear stories like, you know, someone will come to church because they had been in a near accident and God really watched over them and so they thought they should go to church or someone you know prayed for a loved one and their prayer was answered and so they want to go to church and they hadn't been in a long time i mean there's so many of these stories that i hear you know pastor i was praying for my lost keys and i found them or you know my computer wouldn't start and and god answered my prayer and the list goes on and on where there's these little miracles that can help nudge people along to really seek after the Lord. So here we see that in our text. And then we have in verse 25, there is the question by the people when they actually do find Jesus. They say, Rabbi, when did you get here? Now that's an interesting question when you're asking, you know, the God of this universe, the Son of God who came in the flesh. He could have said, well, I came here in the incarnation, right? I mean, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory. That's how John started his gospel in chapter 1 verse 14. Well. Nevertheless, they're asking him, when did you get to the other side of the lake? How did that happen? And so obviously there was some stories to be told. But we see here in our text that Jesus said, you know, you're looking for me, and that's a good thing, but it's because you ate the loaves and had your fill. You see, they had been part of that crowd that was fed with those five loaves of bread and two fish. And so Jesus maybe is like asking them, you know, are you wanting me to be your king or your chef? I mean, what is it that you really are seeking after? And we need to ask the same question. Why are we wanting to get close to the Lord? I mean, is it for love? Or is it for the loaves of bread that maybe he will provide? I mean, is it that we want faith and to really be close to him? Or is it the fish that we want? But here we have people seeking after the Lord. And that is a good thing. And we have then Jesus saying to them in verse 27, he talks about how God the Father had placed his seal upon him. And so this would be referencing when Jesus was baptized, God the Father spoke from heaven and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And so 
there we really see that it's important for us to know that everything that Jesus said and did had God's full stamp of approval. And so we need to be listening to him and to really just understand that we are an unceasing spiritual being with an eternal destiny in God's amazing universe. And he calls us into relationship with him. And so in verse 29, we get the key to our, our devotional today, the works of God. It's that we would have faith and trust. It says, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. And so, yes, what we're called to do is have trust. You know, grace, it allows us to really understand that we will never earn or merit God's favor. But we are asked to step out in faith and to really trust him and to move forward in our life with him. So I just want to encourage you today as you're going through this living life devotion and you know the things that you're struggling with and I just want to encourage you that you would turn your attention to the Lord and that you would seek after him and maybe he might use just a little miracle to kind of nudge you along the way. But however it is that God would work in our lives, we want to say thank you. And let's trust him to his glory and our joy. So as we close today's Living Life devotion, I just want to remind you that we have been in a wonderful text looking at it today, calling us to really believe. And it's in the midst of John chapter 6, just a wonderful chapter, and there's more to come. But we've already seen that if we have the one Jesus, we have all that we need. And we've also seen that he is Lord of creation and that we can really trust him even in the storms of life. And so I just want to encourage you today to really stay focused on the Lord with whatever might come your way that you would trust him. And I know that at times we can feel lost, but that does not mean that we are worthless. In fact, God loves us. He loves you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are just so thankful for the way that you cause everything to work out together for, your, for our good. And so, Lord, I pray that as we go through this life, whatever twists and turns might come our way, that we would really trust you. That, Father, we would bank our eternity of happy tomorrows upon you. That we would trust in your promises even that wonderful truth that you will never leave us nor forsake us. And that, Father, you are right there with us in the midst of the storms of life. And even when those times are just so good, Father, I pray that we would continue to look to you. 
We thank you for your grace and how you are working in our lives to bring about what we don't deserve and cannot accomplish on our own. We thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer. 